Welcome to Well Good Movies, the podcast which asks which movies are well worth watching and remembering for all time. Every episode, we discuss a different piece of film history to decide if it should make its way into our movie vault. Filled with questions, trivia, and crazy challenges, it's the perfect way to deep dive into a myriad of movies. But don't just take my word for it. Here's a glimpse of what to expect in today's episode. You get Austin Butler to play Troy. <laughs> Would he get his accent like stuck when he's doing like some, <laughs> like he just goes around afterwards. Like I can't hey, stop talking like a, like a high sudden, schooler. Oh, no. We got to get ahead in the game, guys. God damn it. We're soaring. Oh, we're soaring now, guys. Look, oh no, I just want to play basketball and dance with my lady. <laughs> All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Are you not entertained? I'm the heart. Three, I'll be back. Two, turn it on! Ah! Here's Johnny. Oh, hi, Mark. They call me Mr. Tibbs. supposed to blow the bloody doors off well good movies hello and welcome to well good movies the podcast that asks which movies are well worth watching and which deserve to be remembered for all time i'm your host david osger and i am joined by our very own ms darbis getting ready for his twinkle town musicale it's craig mcdonald that's the character you choose for me <laughs> I could see the like scarf and everything like flicking it around, walking around the school. <laughs> How are you anyway, Craig? I'm assuming you're happier now that we are hopefully going into the new year uh, with something a bit more jolly compared to last year and some of the chaos you had to endure uh, in 2023. Well, we're on the right. We're on the right track. It's just I'm. I'm very much hoping that I can trust these people to get things continuing on the right path, and that you. Ha- aren't just going to slingshot us into something else which basically is just a repetition of 2023 you never know you never know some of the people who are involved in that uh, decision are of course here with us today uh so we have a big episode to discuss a very big and fun film uh so we needed all the help we could get so first of all rejoining vhs corner it is our good friend sarah williams hello sarah hello how we doing hello not bad. Are you glad to be back in VHS Corner? I am. I'm ready to give you all your musical knowledge of this wonderful um, and timely film, I think. Also, am I right in thinking that uh, a certain Chalamet has entered the, the VHS Corner? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> After Christmas, we've had a, a mini Chalamet join us in the VHS Corner. So giving us all the all the knowledge and keeping me company. Well, we can't uh, wait to go through all the trivia of this film, uh, Sarah, and uh, all your memories of it as well. Uh, But of course, legacy is a massive part of our episodes, talking about these movies. So we're going to need some help in the movie vault. And uh, who who better to help us in traversing the Vanessa Hudgens movie universe (laughs) than our good film fan, Liv McIndoe. Hello, Liv. Hello, hello, hello. And you know what? I'm actually relatively clueless about Vanessa Hudgens beyond the memes. So uh, <laughs> you give me far too much credit there. I don't know. You, We kind of have to give you that credit, given the fact you utterly destroyed us last time with Night Before Christmas. What month was that in again? 
Well, we recorded it in April, and then the episode, I'm pretty sure, was released in June. My proudest moment. This is your punishment, is like you are now head of the Vanessa Hudgens universe, despite, like you said, not knowing much about it. You started it, but yeah, it just feels like one of those moments in which somebody's like got up on a stage and they're like, I'll be honest, I'm a fraud. <laughs> I won't be a fraud for much longer, though. I've got a video essay queued up for the Princess Switch 1, 2, and 3 movies, so uh, I'll be your true expert soon. Amazing, amazing. Well, uh, we can't wait to hear your thoughts on today's film, uh, but also joining us, uh, bringing lots of uh, memories and fun thoughts, is our good friend, Paul Klein. Hello, Paul. Did you describe me as fun? You take that back. Oh. <laughs> I mean, based on like this film, I would hope so. And the fact that you were, you know, very adamant that you were going to defend this, I would be interested if you were going to do that from a point of negativity. <laughs> this is 100% a film that I will bare-knuckle box people over. It's a master pie. Is a master pie. Also, it has been your birthday recently to this recording and i have seen a few videos and pictures swirling around social media of you smiling and dancing so maybe that's where i'm getting this fun atmosphere from i know it's not your usual vibe i gotta say that's all that's all photoshop and ai <laughs> stuff fake news <laughs> it's fake big news it's fake news guys okay i've never done actually that's not true this episode will reveal that i am something of a like Willem Dafoe, I'm something of a dancer myself. Maybe you're Miss Darvis. <laughs> you're just there like the musical. I can pronounce musical. That's the difference between me and Darvis. <laughs> it's pronounced musical woman. Also, is she a teacher? Because all she seems to care about is putting on a musical. That's not yeah, a she... lesson. Enough teasing about this film. So, Craig, for those who didn't listen to our Movie Vault update episode, which uh, was me and Craig recapping last year, can you let people know how we came to discuss this film and what it is? Well, people should go and listen to that episode, especially the end game, because uh, we had veteran quizzer Ed Mason come and join us uh, specifically to run a Films of 2023 quiz with the format being the one from our Endgame special, which is the Mojo Mind uh, format. So that's questions that could be about anything, but the answer will be the name of a film specifically. Um, David tried. He, he definitely tried, but he, he lost uh, quite badly, I believe, Dave, right? It was 15 questions. I got eight. You got three. Yeah. I mean, you specified in that films of 2023, which I'll be like, there were films of 2022 in there, which I know Ed said about at the beginning, but I was like, this is going to get me. And yeah, so uh, so yeah, uh, needless to say, David lost. Uh, so I took the opportunity to set us uh, once again on the trajectory for the year. And I decided that this would not be a year in which we start with some dark crime thriller uh, of any description, given the two years that we've had starting before, we were going to start with something very, very fun, very, very lighthearted. And once I watched the film and found out for myself, even starts with a New Year's Eve party. So perfect opportunity. Um, uh, so I, I also just use this as the opportunity because I have an incomplete watching history of this series of films. This is one of the films in that series I've not watched. So I took it upon myself to decide that starting 2024 was going to be High School Musical. 
Come on, move it. Let's go. For the East High Wildcats. We are days away from our biggest game of the year. Basketball is everything. Wildcats! He's ahead of the game! You are so dedicated. But when their star player steps off the court. Any last minute sign up? I'd like to audition Miss Darvis. And onto center stage. I'll sing with her. He'll show the entire school there's something to sing about. Is this some kind of joke? You're the team leader, not a singer. Did you ever think maybe I could be both? Our team is coming apart because of your singing thing. High School Musical, a Disney Channel original movie. So for those who don't know, the plot summary of High School Musical is a popular high school athlete and an academically gifted girl get roles in the school musical and develop a friendship that threatens East High's social order. So uh, in terms of crew for this film we have kenny ortega which is the director um who is very well known within hollywood for kind of uh working a lot in choreography of a lot of famous music videos and musicals and shows different adaptations he's worked with disney a lot in the past as well uh he also has a uh, writing credit on this and choreography uh with uh writer peter Baroshawshini also credited Uh, and then over with editing we have Seth Flom, cinematography by Gordon Lonsdale, production design by Mark uh, Hofling, Uh, set decoration by Ken Kirchner, Uh, choreography also by Charles Klepau as well as Kenny Ortega uh, and also Bonnie Story. We have David Lawrence, who is the composer, Matthew Gerard, who's credited with the songs, as well as Robbie Neville, uh, Tom McKinley with costume design, and Tara Starling and Robin Michelle Patrick, and Ryan McCormick, uh, all in the makeup team. Uh, in terms of cast for this film, we have Zach Efron as Troy Bolton, uh, also uncredited. Uh, is Drew Seeley, who is Troy Bolton's singing voice for this film. Uh, Then we have Vanessa Hudgens as uh, Gabriella Montaz, Ashley Tisdale as Sharpay Evans, Lucas Grabeel as Ryan Evans, uh, Corbin Blue as Chad Danforth, Monique Coleman as Taylor McKessie, Bart Johnson as Coach Jack Bolton, Alison Reed as Ms. Darbis, uh, Chris Warren as Zeke Baylor, uh, Alicia Rulin as Kelsey Nielsen, and then Joey Ma- Mayashima as Principal Dave Matsui. So a lot of big names and well-known actors in this movie. Uh, it was kind of the springboard for a lot of uh, famous Hollywood actors now. Of course, Zac Efron being one who's gone on to appear in films like 17 again, Hairspray, uh, Neighbours, he's in the upcoming or out now, depending when you're listening to this, The Iron Claw, uh, which is like a sort of big awards contender, big wrestling movie for the year. And yeah, he's been in quite a variety of different types of films ever since he was in this. So credit to him for uh, making a variety in his, his career for, you know, being in such a different variety of films like Paperboy, Parkland, New Year's Eve, Firestarter, Dirty Grandpa is uh, certainly a choice. And uh, of course, Baywatch, uh, which many people don't look on with uh, (laughs) 
rose-tinted glasses. The fact that you couldn't mention Greatest Showman in that entire list disgusts me, David. Well, I was. I did see it just as I was getting to that list. And I was like, and of course, The Greatest Showman. But yeah, I guess I had kind of gone over the musical stuff by that point. <laughs> I did see it when it was on during Christmas, actually. And I was just like, uh, the troublesome elements of this film really bugged me more and more. <laughs> so maybe I was just trying to block it out in that sense. But yeah, obviously this as well uh, kickstarted the career of Vanessa Hudgens, uh, which, as we mentioned at the top of this uh, episode, uh, has gone on to have a career in terms of Netflix originals, which we've uh, previously covered. Uh, she was famously, for us anyway, in uh, the Thunderbirds film, which we talked about last year, um, but also has been in a bunch of like Christmas movies and Night Before Christmas, which we covered, uh, The Princess Switch, all this kind of stuff. Um, and has been in other musical uh, adaptations which have made their way to the big screen and Netflix as well. And as well as that, like I said, this film has a lot of legacy uh, for its songs, uh, for uh, the characters, and I guess in some ways, you know, bringing back that popularity of like the teen musical film uh, with a lot of comparisons for the right reasons with uh, Grease. So we have a lot of uh, people here today who have a lot of memories of this film. So we can't wait to deep dive into High School Musical from 2006 and ask the question of whether it deserves the honor of a place in our movie vault. Our vault encapsulates memorable movies for all time. So I'll go straight to Paul as uh, he is uh, grinning there as we mentioned all of these uh, famous names and uh, famous movies. Paul, you said uh, before recording that you remember the hype, you remember growing up during this time of High School Musical. So what does High School Musical mean to you? You know, so it's 2006, so I was in year eight. So I was 12. And... Here's a surprising thing. If anybody knows me now and sees a bald, scary, grumpy man, you might be surprised to know that I was quite the theatre kid back in the day. All singing, all dancing, all performing. So High School Musical really appealed to the sensitive artiste within me. And I don't know, I just remember you couldn't turn on the Disney Channel without hearing that opening piano bit from Breaking Free. And even if I hear it now... Get a bit get a bit choked up, a bit nostalgic for my younger, happier days. And I just I remember the hype. It was huge. And anyone that says that, oh, I don't remember the high school, they're lying. It was every it was massive. And you know, it gave us Zach Efron, one of the greatest ever humans that are good looking. And Vanessa Hudgens, who let's not forget, said that it was sad but inevitable that people will die from COVID. So, you know, who swings around about? Bring in up one of Craig's favourite trends of 2023, <laughs> problematic actors and things that they've said or done. <laughs> to be fair, this is why I didn't mention that one of Zac Efron's pieces of work was also the Ted Bundy. Hey, I, I watched oh, Yes. He was so good in that. He was so good in that. I have a friend who got confused and thought he was in the Jeffrey Dahmer film and spent the whole time watching the film wondering how they did the makeup so well. <laughs> My God, he really looks like that guy from the X-Men films. Wow. <laughs> He's really reinvented really himself. Such range. <laughs> the guy's got range. Those are definitely the pinnacle of like uh good looking performer plays like 
monsterous person is like, should this, you know, should people be fancying this person? I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I think, Paul, when you're talking about how High School Musical was everywhere and how it's even remembered today, I think if you look at the amount of High School Musical content, not just on Disney+, Plus, as I'm sure people also talk about how many other types of High School Musical content were out at the time, but solely on Disney+, Plus, you have High School Musical, High School Musical 2, High School Musical 3, Senior Year, then you have High School Musical, The Musical, the series, High School Musical, The Musical, The Holiday Special, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Sing Along, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The Special, and all of that on top of like numerous live performances, sing-along versions of the films, It, it, it was everywhere. Sarah, I know that you have a lot of memories for these kind of performances and experiencing the film in different ways what 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 do you remember of uh that time of uh being a being a teen and singing along to i wasn't high school musical I wasn't even a teen david that's that's the that's the sad fact i was about 11 i think when it came out so i was kind of prime prime audience same as sort of paul really um yeah and i just remember we were lucky enough to have like the disney channel um through sky like not everyone had it and i remember like always sort of watching the, the disney channel for like tv shows and the original movies as well they did but they didn't really like they weren't massive over here you know you had things like cadet kelly halloween town like those are really sort of niche things um but Hall- uh, halloween but high school musical that just kind of you know blew it out of the water like it was insane the impact that first film had um I think I loved it so much. Like I think I had like a phone case on like my Nokia. It was like a clip-on case and like a little sleeve you put it in. Like it was just everywhere. And um yeah, I just begun my obsession with Zach Efron, I think we've sort of alluded to already. Did I have a, a full-size poster on my wall of him on a Rolling Stones cover? Yes, I did, and that's totally fine. Um, is it the one with him with his hand up his own t-shirt? It is. It's the Rolling Stones one. The Headmaster Zephron one. Yeah. 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 People knows. There's a little yeah. very Potter musical reference there for people who know Team Starkid. <laughs> um, but yeah, but my my sort of relationship was like we all used to you know watch it on repeat. You know, it used to be shown on a Friday after school and then it'd be playing all weekend on the Disney Channel. So you could watch it missed you watch it three o'clock on Friday, you can watch it, you know, Saturday morning, whatever. It was on all the time. And that happened with the second one as well. And we had like a watch party and then I saw the third one in the cinema. Like these films completely like got me into musical films especially. Like I'd seen like the old sort of musicals when I was a kid, things like Oliver or Sound of Music. But this kind of kicked into gear my love of musicals and obviously things like Hairspray, which Zac Efron's later in, other things, Chicago, burlesque, whatever. Like it just sent me down this route of falling in love with um, yeah, musical films. Yeah, I think um, it was interesting, as you, you said there as well, that differentiation between like Disney Channel um, and whether people had Disney Channel and that kind of thing. And I definitely like grew up on it. I had like Sky when I was younger but then we got rid of Sky just as like this film had come out. So I was like hearing a lot about it. And then I this stands out to me because it was like, it was so popular that the BBC were like, we need to get hold of this film. So I remember it being on BBC like one morning or like a Christmas or bank holiday or something like that. So even that to me like struck me as like 
crazy that you know they had to get this like disney channel original movie um and like you said the fact that you could see it on like dvd on like all the shelves and all that kind of stuff all the sing-alongs and the cds uh i remember paul was talking about being like a theater kid and in some ways, as he was describing that, I was like, oh, that sounds a bit like Craig, actually, in terms of like being in school. Because I specifically remember being at a school end of year production, like when you do like a variety show and seeing Craig do stand up comedy, which was either followed or like had a performance of uh, Stick to the Status Quo by people who were like higher up in the school uh, as well, like being performed at that same time. So it again, that to me like struck me as like, oh, okay, this really has got a chokehold on like, you know, popular culture and teenagers, etc. Because, you know, they were performing it that you know people were loving it and playing all the different parts and the the voices, etc. And the fact that again, it was just a Disney Channel original movie, um, which we've covered before on this uh, podcast. So it's it's funny to be revisiting that as well. So not only has uh, Craig brought us back to musicals, <laughs> he's brought us back to Disney Channel originals. <laughs> but uh, Liv, you were saying uh, beforehand that that's kind of your memories of it as well, is specifically adverts. <laughs> yeah, so I never watched it. I rem- of, of the Disney Channel films I watched, I remember Camp Rock, I remember Ke- Cadet Kelly, and I remember the ice skating one where um, she's, you know, she's bullied for being a figure skater and then they come together and they're like you can do both uh which again thematic considering today uh but those are the only ones i ever watched that's such a theme of disney channel movies because we like covered them for some reason during the pandemic when we're like what's to watch at the pandemic and lockdowns and disney plus had just come out and it's like every sports movie as craig will know on disney channel is about the person who's passionate about said sport gets bullied for being good at it and like yeah stuff that takes a tremendous amount of discipline like to be a figure skater that takes I wouldn't mess with a figure skater. They'd be able to snap your neck with their thighs. No, the one the one that really got me was, what was the film I had to watch about bowling? Alley Cat Strike. That's it, yeah. Well, that doesn't take any skill. Anyone can be a bowler, but you bully them. That, uh... <laughs> Sarah, you were even talking about like live concerts and like these specials in which they showed you how to like dance along, etc. Is this like more embarrassment in terms of like you remembering <laughs> that stuff? I don't know why you're laughing, Paul. I know you were there. <laughs> you watched them. <laughs> um, yes, I went to the live show. <laughs> Paul was I was teaching there. them. I was the master. <laughs> you were Miss Darbus. That we've established. Um, yeah, so I did go and see the live show. So this must have come out between the first and the second one. I've gone back and realised there was a West End show and it toured around the UK. And I definitely went to see that. Uh, possibly, I think, Craig, sounds like you might have as well. Oh, no, no, no. What I went to see was much, much weirder, I promise you. A bit more low budget, was it? But yeah, I, I was obsessed with this. And I was like, can I get it in any other medium, basically, besides the actual film? So I saw the theatre show. I watched the dance along. So they would, f- again, like what um, Olivia was saying about sort of the adverts, they would come in and be like, hey, guys, let's learn, you know, the dance to get your head in the game. So, you know, we used to just sit there and watch it all the time. Um, I think I might have had it as a ringtone as well. So, <laughs> you know, you used to dial a number and say, I'd like to buy this ringtone. I think I had Breaking Free. I'm pretty sure I did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This definitely, <laughs> you were, you were a high school musical kid. It, it enveloped so many elements of your life. I think the fact that you sent me 
like a link to the production trailer the fact that the channel is like wolverhampton grand it's like one touche to them for like six you know 16 years later still have you know putting that trailer and having it online for this like production of high school musical but watching it i did think that this is perfectly set up for a high school musical for productions of this film you know like greece etc they quite nicely lend themselves i think to school productions etc but probably have some more problematic elements the high school musical then you know uh, men's in some ways and definitely again in america from what i've seen uh you know they tend to anything they can turn into a musical whether it be like dr zeus or something like that they will take and they they will do you know because a lot of the times they do have like theater uh teachers like this and you know big like you know gyms and you know end of year shows and all that kind of stuff so yeah i, I can see how this kind of like captivated people so much and even when you look at that kind of production history um and you look at you know kenny ortega and you know what he's been involved in uh you know we were mentioning other disney channel films and even you know just disney projects in general the fact that you know he was like a choreographer on uh hocus pocus you know it, it, so it's anytime they were like right you know we got this like song and dance sword number you know he was definitely somebody that you'd go to so um, and looking at the fact that he's worked with, you know, people like Cher, Madonna, um, but then also being involved in like Hannah Montana, you know, even the This Is It, Michael Jackson, you know, uh, film that they made, like, you know, not long after his death. Um, and then since he's been involved in the Descendants films, which again is another cinematic universe, which I'm sure uh, Liv maybe one day will <laughs> will go down in terms of uh, being interested in Disney villain villains and their children uh but yeah he's he's been involved in a lot of different like musical projects and i think that that is very evident when you watch this film in terms of like seeing the choreography um and and i guess the seriousness in which they approach this it's not like other disney channel originals in which it's just full of gags i think that they you know definitely take it more seriously and you can see the kind of influences and what they want to do uh straight away so I guess there, you know, that that's some of my first impressions. Uh, Craig, you said earlier that this was one that you hadn't seen before in terms of having a strange uh, watch through of this franchise. So uh, what what's your first impressions and, and what was your previous experiences with uh, High School Musical? So obviously I came across the songs loads because of generally the networks I operated in, right? I did... I did musical theatre productions, uh, both in school and a couple of like amateur ones. Uh, I was obviously in the choir, um, which had a lot of people interested in musicals. So obviously a lot of them, I would just come across the songs anyway. Uh, I didn't have the Disney Channel, so I wasn't able to ever watch it. And then I think by the time that it was like, you know, home release, I think it was a little bit out of sort of social awkwardness of just you can't deny that there's a certain initial stigma that arises when it's just like disney channel sort of production and just as much as i love musical that sort of put me off i was like oh this is going to be a bit too a bit too cheesy a bit too kiddie so i can't really justify watching this but like i knew the songs quite quite a bit because like they just came uh kept cropping up um the production of high school musical 2 that i saw was a friend's amateur pro- uh, an amateur production 
which means that this was around the time where not only had it been out for a while, but it had been out so long that the actual songbooks could actually go to like lease for those amateur productions because they can't just lease them immediately. It has to be like a couple of years before they let them out. So that was around the period in which they were just let out. So, and then, like I said, I watched High School Musical 2 a couple of months ago um, in the watch party. But yeah, I just never had a chance to go back to High School Musical 1. So this was my opportunity. And I got to say, I I very much apologize for the stupid opinions of my younger self thinking this was going to be like a bit too kiddie, a bit too cringy. Because like, I think it's, it's actually the right balance of everything you want for a musical. I think there are many times where they just acknowledge that aspects of what they're doing can be seen as like a bit embarrassing and a bit cringy but i think they do it sensibly i think they do it i think they set up the singing dynamic well with the with the new year's party and then just seeing those lives sort of come into the high school space and just watching them deal with it uh i think they do a good job of making a lot of songs seem sort of psychological so you can interpret it as like internal dilemmas at times but also just mixing a lot of the singing with the actual just look this is a school production we're talking about there is going to be a lot of natural singing in this in the first place so it just means that you only have like a couple of the bombastic numbers which follow that sort of weird musical logic of just oh these people don't like singing and yet they're all singing um but even then those those moments i think are just fun i i had a lot of fun with this film uh i was never embarrassed at any point watching this um i was fully on board so yeah i I do not regret a thing about recommending this for today. It's kind of like what you were saying in the last episode, Craig, about uh, Siskel and Ebert talking about Mask of the Phantasm, yeah. in which they were later like, we apologize that we didn't give this the recognition that it deserves. You've done like the same thing in which you've had to like apologize and backtrack. But yeah, I completely agree. Because like, cause initially, when I sort of knew about the songs, the one I was thinking about most was, there's two that sort of come to mind. One, I think, dodges it quite well. The other doesn't but it's funny enough that i sort of forgive it in the hang on if this is not meant to be people enjoying singing why are they singing one is get your head in the game but then at the point where it's very clear it's only troy singing and it's like everyone else is like dancing around him but it's more like the actual basketball moves i was like this is actually really clever and the second film they also do something very similar with the granted this is more cringe but hilarious the entire dancing around on the golf course just like just like <laughs> Just like screaming and like the uh, screaming with like all of the uh, sprinkler systems on. I was like, okay, this is just ridiculous, but I love it. But then the other one is stick to the status quo. I'm just like, well, it's all these kids telling these people to not embrace the passions that they like, which includes, oh, Troy should not be singing. It's all of them singing, being like, singing just don't embrace what you like. Just do what we think is cool. I love the film, but in its premise, it is a horrible, horrible song. Because it's literally all of them singing just stick to the status quo. It's like all of them going, all right, what do you like doing? I like baking. Oh, God, no, 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 you don't. No, you don't like baking. How dare you? But I but I made some creme brulee. There's a lot of, like, toxic masculinity at work in this uh, high school. I like to sing and dance. No, you don't. That's a girl thing. I like to play the cello. No, you're a stoner. You will smoke weed. <laughs> I think the only one they were somewhat legitimate is that girl being like, I really like hip-hop. I would just be like, no. 
Sorry, but no. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that bit's laced with uh, fat phobia there because they're like, "Whoa, oh, big yeah, girl yeah, thing. Yeah, get out of my face, big girl!" She comes back in and body pops at the end. They're still like, "Yes, you know, like have your moment." I'm glad that they don't like forget yeah, about I'm it. Yeah, I'm also glad they were able to get past the entire Chad talking essentially about segregation. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell, buddy?" We were just literally like, "Oh, after a time, they think they can come and approach us." I was like, "Are you Chad? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm sure we'll get to the songs, but when we are talking about status quo, I did, you know, when I'm watching this as well, in terms of like, oh, you know, like how much of different groups and trends, you know, changed in terms of like the jocks and stuff like that. And again, that kind of reminds me, Paul, of when we're watching uh, 21 Jump Street in terms of, you know, when Chan Tatum's going in and he's just like, what, who's he? Is he a nerd? Like what? Nerds are cool. And, you know, I hit him and then he happened to be gay. (laughs) If anything, it would have been more horrible if i if i knew he was gay and didn't hit him so i guess the like this film is like the channing tatum in terms of those types of jocks but as soon as i saw the skaters i was like oh yeah this is you know like now peak you know kind of noughties and yeah i don't think that that kind of exists as much the same but it especially made me laugh because i you know everyone else is kind of like just either dressed in a very like typical nerdy fashion or kind of just generic american fashion so then as soon as it parts you just see all these kids there in like hoodies and like beanies and stuff i was like oh yeah now kind of like the now fact we've that got like the skate cello kids. guys explaining what the cello is and they're like what is it though and then he's like it's like a giant <laughs> violin and they're like okay do you have to wear any particular clothes? <laughs> coat and tie Whoa! no 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 back yeah. jeans or nothing what i liked about that group was like all of the uh, kids so... in this film seem to be children but one of the skaters i was like that is like a 40 year old man <laughs> it's like everyone else it's like grace looked, though like, it's like grace where age. they're like it's our last year of yeah. high school were you kept back for 47 years yeah that's what i was wondering i was like is this the one guy who's like the grease reference or something <laughs> but did anyone see the end yes scene, like, i love the, the end credits? scene is I that when Charlie so shows up having eaten like yes. a load of cookies yeah and she's like, she's like, oh my god, I want to be with you because you make really delicious food. It's like, go you, Baker man, look at you making delicious treats and getting One, Ashley Tisdale. She runs at him with such a uh, a ferocity that he's like scared. That's what I love about that. He's there like, it's the fact he kind of winks at the camera. He like looks at it like, hey, like film's over. I was just like, like it's gonna do a uh, a Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like how he kind of, like, yeah, broke the fourth wall for a moment there. And especially in a film in which, like, will they kiss? Will this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, we're just going to, like, end with this joke about the creme brulee and, you know, cookies again, (laughs) which was quite funny. So, Paul, I'm guessing from everything you said there that even on Revisit, you are still a fan of this film. (laughs) I honestly, not, not, thing is, like not just that the nostalgia wave hits me like it it engulfs me like Sharpay engulfs the baker guy at the end it's like <laughs> it's it's i'm like oh my god the nostalgia's killing me but just i don't know i just think i think it knows how dumb it is and i think i think that's the problem with other disney original movies is that cuz I, I can only think about the the modern equivalent would be if like the Christmas Prince or whatever it is, uh, if that became a global phenomenon that everybody was talking about, like if a Netflix original suddenly became this cultural touchstone, 
that's the only thing I can compare it to. But you can't, I don't, th you can't get that now because there's too much dilution of content. But I think, you know, I mean, I, I did watch other Disney Channel originals, Camp Rock. What's the one, the one with the guy from this? Oh, jump. Jump, jump in, jump in. I watched jump in. They were trying to have what high, high school musical, I think the problem is, is it, it's that thing that if you try and make a cult movie, you'll just make a bad movie. If you try to make a good movie and it turns out bad, you've made a cult movie. And I feel like this is that perfect thing of like, I don't think, I think all of them are like, we're making a really solid film that just happened to then explode. Whereas all the others are like, let's make another high school musical type thing, but with the Jonas Brothers. And it's like, yeah, but it's not as good though, because the songs aren't as good and the Jonas Brothers aren't Zac Efron. Like, you're not got, you know, and also none of them have Ashley Tisdale playing one of the all-time great Mean Girls. I think she's, she's so good. And I just, I don't know. I, I just think that when you rewatch it, you're like, this film is funnier than I think people at the time gave it credit for. That bit where it says like, what is it? Day of the musical, day of the final, day of the math competition, help. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this film yeah. knows it's ridiculous. The fact that the basketball and the musical and the math contest all happen to be on the same day at the same place. Like, surely somebody would go, maybe we don't do the basketball thing the same day as the math thing. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of footfall in the school. How are we going to keep a track of everyone? I think in terms of when you're saying like if a Netflix film became like this big cultural moment, I think the closest thing you could get to that, and Craig will appreciate I mentioning this because I didn't agree with it going into the movie vault, but possibly the closest you've had in terms of a shared experience was pos possibly uh, Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga, in terms of, you know, like, play Ya Ya Ding Dong, all that kind of, like, you know, people were on the same, you know, wavelength of knowing the jokes and knowing why it was parried in and a lot of the, you know, songs that people enjoyed and a lot of the cast. I think, again, if it wasn't for, like, dilution, you know, and maybe that film came out, like, 10 years earlier, that could almost maybe have the same effect. Um, but it shows the power of music, I guess, in a way, because um, that's a film which also understands that it's very silly and you know is there with open arms yeah but it. that's easier to get in that's easier to understand from the offset given the fact it's got will ferrell as one of his primary cast members this is yeah yeah this true. is having to walk the uh walk the line of okay well we know what we expect from a disney uh from a disney channel original um can we do anything to uh, can we do anything to break that mold and in some areas they fully embrace it in some areas they do actually go past that mold so that's why I give them a lot of respect. I think they take, I mean, I'm not so crazy about the second one, but the first one, I think they they take it seriously enough that when um, when when Vanessa Hudgens has her solo where she's singing in the corridors and it's a big emotional moment, you're like, are they, like they're not playing it for laughs. It's not like, ha ha, she fell in love with the jock, what an idiot. It's a genuinely upsetting moment where you're like, oh, she actually really thought that it could work. And, you know, that's like, you know, not to get too familiar, you know, it's the Romeo and Juliet thing here, guys, really, what we're talking about. But like, it's that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's also really, really camp. And I really, really love how camp it is. Well, it's also, you know, I was saying about earlier about, again, how it takes itself seriously. But from that point of view, I think, Paul, the fact that it's taking itself seriously in terms of it's not 
trying to be too trashy or just like, oh, well, who cares? It's just a Disney Channel original. So they're putting the effort in, in terms of its production and its songs and its acting ability and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, also being openly very silly and very camp. And I think that that's why I find kind of funny about it as well is maybe some of the like technical limitations, you know, the beginning of this film, even just like when it comes up, like, you know, a Disney Channel original, you know, just in white text. And I'm like, (laughs) is this like the opening of Citizen Kane or something like, you know, (laughs) the serious like title that comes up like high school musical. Like it's not there like with this big bombastic writing, which you possibly would then get in the sequels. And even those gags you said about which they do a few times in terms of, even I think it says at one point like detention and it's like do you need to say it's detention like why like the fact that then the drama teacher later says you know like you are here at detention to do this da, da, da. I'm like yeah the script has told us this is detention why did you have to say that and I think if that was made today and maybe the series does this I don't know I don't know if anyone's seen the series but they would be tempted to do something like a felt tip pen or something making the writing or something a bit more jazzy and a bit more TikTok yeah, friendly I don't know but I think it's the kind of restraint there which is good and even on a comedic level I think the the film starting with just their interaction uh you know almost again like Greece uh but just the simple gag of when she's like um I, I best go wish my mum happy new year and he's like yeah me too I, I, I mean not your mum and I was just like this is great teen awkwardness the fact that like Zac Efron like you feel that it's not like if it was played by someone like Brad Pitt and you're just like, yeah, I don't buy that this guy would be like so nervous and, you know, giddy. You know, I think that that really comes across and, you know, it, it shows in the fact that he's gone on to become a great actor as well. The other thing I think where it, it, it actually shows a great level of care for the music is when they, um, when Sharpay and Ryan are singing a song and it's really upbeat and happy and kind of silly. And then the girl who wrote it's like, it's not meant to be sung like that. It's meant to be sung like this. And she plays it on the piano. Kelsey, sorry. So I used to know someone who looked a lot like her as well, which is really off-thing. Um, and then, obviously, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens sing it in a much slower register, and you're like, see, it's the power of music, guys. You can turn this song into a silly song, or you can turn it into what is two people falling in love. It's a beautiful film, man. <laughs> That's what I was also thinking, is when Ryan and Sharpay do their kind of, like, audition song, and they were like, ooh, you know, we're like Hispanic. And I was just like, oh, great. Here's some more like <laughs> aged badly. Just, know, like, just wait singing. until the second one. What they do, there is atrocious on that track. In my theatre days, I did a whole dance routine with a dance partner to bop to the top. Wow. I, I think some of it's still muscle memory. If I hear it, I do start to, oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> Sarah, you had a lot of uh, shaking of the head there in terms of like when, you know, number two was mentioned, but also mentioning a lot of the characters, etc. So, you know, what, what's your sort of general consensus of, of even the franchise? You know, is this like your favorite one out of the three or, you know, do, do you have that kind of like difficulty in separating it nostalgia wise? Because I guess, interestingly, you've just come off Muppets Christmas Carol for your last well, good movies episode in which you were saying this was difficult for me to kind of like look at in the same way as everyone else because you didn't grow up with it. Well, yeah. now you're in <laughs> in that position with this film. Yeah, I've definitely got the nostalgia for this one. Um, like I said earlier, like it's got very much like core memories. All three of them, all three of them, like the viewing experience and having that shared experience with people has been massive. But in terms of what I was, I was disagreeing with Paul because I think number two is the best one. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, is this a disagreement yeah. shake or just a like, oh yeah, I remember that I mean, terrible. They, they all follow similar patterns. Three is 
good in its way because it's so cinematic. I saw it in the cinema. It's shot beautifully. Some of the additional characters I don't like. But number two is my favourite. And I... God, this sounds so sad. So I, I was like, oh, there's a point in my life where I worked... I was 18 at this point. I worked in a golf club. And they were oh, in the bar <laughs> in the summer. I was like... We know live, where this is going. I'm going to live my life out high school musical too. No, I did not go on the course and start singing <laughs> and splashing water. Damn it. Sounds like something somebody who went on the golf course and danced would say. Hey, I didn't do it, but I really wanted that to be my summer. But um, yes, so... I mean, if if Well Good Movies has any type of legacy, we now need to get Paul's Bop to the Top <laughs> <laughs> reenactment and Sarah's <laughs> reenactment of that golf yeah. uh, club polo, scene. I'll wear a wig and we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think one thing that really annoyed me in this one, in terms of the songs, all amazing songs, all really cheesy and everything, but every time Vanessa Hudgens gets a solo, I fast forward it. <laughs> I think it's so slow, so boring. It leans more on those kind of dare I say, it's you know, sad, but kind of inevitable. I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody got that reference. <laughs> but yes. So <laughs> skip skip all of it. What made me laugh, Sarah, during those that you know her like ballad how much she like goes for it in terms of like music video like you know like dancing up on the wall and i was like there, there are some moves in this you know and like when she's like looking more to camera and singing as if it's like you know this is my lizzie mcguire kind of like moment of you know like singing and hannah montana that that was a bit distracting yeah. to some degree Even i think if you fast forward it she only moves like a couple of paces down those stairs and it's just yeah it's it's this a is no lizzie mcguire <laughs> you you would you would know you did fast forward it so you could see how much she'd moved <laughs> during that quick question then for sarah so obviously she has like a sort of breakup uh solo in the second one and i think that probably is more well known to people just because i think like uh do you prefer that one or do you still have the same issues with that one i think that one's better because troy comes into it i think yeah i i agree with that completely yeah and then the third one they do is walk away i'm like this what's the one in the second one is that is that when it was me and you no 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 it's um that's that's from the first one way is the second one yeah yeah, that is a better song that is a better song to me exactly live i guess uh you would be in the minority there in terms of like having the like viewpoint of like nostalgia for your consensus on it so what what was your initial impressions of this film watching it for the first time i will say that i have so little nostalgia for it that i didn't realize i watched it during covid or remember it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but honestly my first impressions were Okay, there are some good songs that I can hum but not remember the words to. Um, there are also some boring songs. In hindsight, I realise they're probably the Vanessa Hudgens uh, ones. They're just unmemorable. You've got to be really emotional if you're doing a slow song. And the only time there's emotionality in the slow songs is when they're singing together because there's chemistry doing the emotionality for them. So I'd have to agree, agree with that. For the plot, I, I agree as well. I think it's got a good balance of like trashiness and actual quality story going on. And I did like it, but I, I've come out of it kind of thinking, if someone put this on, I would watch it and I wouldn't get distracted. 
but I would never choose to put it on. And I can't quite pinpoint why. I, I think it's maybe just because because I've watched it too late. I've watched so many coming-of-age stories with similar plots that I've seen people not necessarily do it better, but do it again before I've seen this. So whereas to a lot of other people, High School Musical seemed really refreshing, but to me, it seems really overdone it's like i watched fight club late and to, to me that feels really overdone now even though it was uh like mind-blowing at the time and i i just think that's what happened to me with high school musical watching it now it's kind of almost a bit like die hard to an extent as well you know like oh they're doing a die hard and things so if you come to that like later you're just like oh you know so you're not seeing that kind of like revolutionary thing um happen and i guess again we were talking about with muppets christmas carol you know if you're if that's your first experience of a christmas carol that story is going to have a bigger impact on you so yeah i I see what you mean in terms of people growing up with it especially if it's that kind of romeo you know first experience of a kind of romeo and juliet type story or if you haven't seen greece etc yeah i think that there's less reason for you to go back to it if you're not as connected to you know things like the songs especially especially these days with musicals you know sometimes you can not like a film as much but be like okay i quite like the songs though so you might just only revisit songs you know we mentioned gray showman earlier i think that's a film which kind of has that a bit for some people and for me in which i'm like okay i think the songs are pretty fun and pretty cool the story eh, you know so yeah i i could definitely see how this film would you know garner that kind of like reputation that's why i was interested in terms of the franchise as well is like does it level up by the third one or is it kind of just the first is still the best but it's hard to say because there's so much nostalgia behind it but uh yeah what what other sort of favorite uh story or comedic moments would would people sort of pluck out would you say paul you, you've had a few already any others that sort of stood out to you any scene involving zach efron's dad coach bolton that is a man who is doing a job he oh he is a handsome man not gonna lie uh, but it's hard to believe he's his like dad. Any- I'm like, he doesn't look that much older than him. Like, I know there's still a clear age difference, but not like substantial. <laughs> I swear, anytime you see him, he's eating something. He's always like, he's always munching on like a donut. He's always got something going on. He's like, got no time for any of this nonsense. But he does the classic movie thing where at the end he sees his son doing his musical thing and he's like, I'm proud of you. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Because the boy can do, but you can do both, man. Right. Also, all that dancing and stuff's going to make him more agile for the basketball. Come on. But I I don't know. I just think all of it's great. And I think, why isn't Ashley Tisdale bigger? That's my big thing. She she never got like a, like her Zephron. Uh, like Vanessa Hudgens got like Sucker Punch and she did the serial killer thing with, Nick, with Nicolas Cage and she's done some stuff. Zach Efron's obviously... obviously. Yeah, Zach Efron's obviously gone on to be, you know, an absolute dilf. Like, oh god, he's gorgeous now. I wasn't so into him in High School Musical, but nowadays, now that he's a bit grizzled, very much. But like, why is Ashley Tisdale not like? Wh- where's her like? She plays like a, a heroin addict. Like, you know, that I'm not a I'm not a Disney Channel girl anymore. Because you got to do when when you're known for like Disney Channel, you have Miley to then Cyrus. yeah, the mighty, you know, the Anne Hathaway, I'm not Princess Diaries anymore. I'm playing, you know, I'm doing nudity in movies. Like, where's Ashley Tisdale's, you know, why is it? Why hasn't she played Aileen Wernos? Like, 
just throwing this out there as a concept, maybe she's mentally happy. <laughs> I don't care about that. I want more Ashley Tisdale in movies. <laughs> Come on, Feige, put her in a Marvel film. But I think the moment in the film in which like, I was like sold on her like performance and like her comedic ability was like when the like uh, audition list like comes out and there's that scream it was like that was just brilliant they're just like ah like looking at it um and just how much they again this is where i'm talking about like the seriousness of how they're taking this production is the details as well the fact that like she has that pink locker with like the star on it and everyone else's is normal you know and (laughs) you know her costume choices i don't know if this is controversial in terms of like sarah paul but I don't understand why they make her and uh, Ryan siblings. I don't. I don't get why they're not just friends. Because one, it makes it really weird when they're like, "We played Romeo and Juliet," and they keep dancing together. And I'm like, "This is a bit weird." <laughs> and he's very talk- clearly gay, though. He's very uh, clearly yes. Gay. There is that. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? Is it? Is it in the second? Is it in the second or the third one where he's like proper looking a guy up and down? And he's like. Uh, hap- that happens in the second one like he does changes his t-shirt <laughs> especially in the entire hey bad about a hey bad about a swing song i can't remember who he's look who he looks up and down but he looks someone up and down and he's proper like how you doing and it's like okay good for you it is weird it is borderline incestuous how they're like draped over each other exactly I yeah think it, i think it I think do they say they're twins, aren't they? So yeah, that's like, what I thought. They must be twins. That competition, I think. I think they say something like that at some point, maybe it how is. they were twins and who who came out the win first, whatever. I don't know. I think everything's a competition with them. It's, yeah, that's my excuse. But I think you know he obviously has his like fashion choices. He always has like a hat and stuff like that. And again, he's oh, yeah. very recognizable <laughs> even at the end, like when they're doing the big sort of like you know all in this together. And he has this like dancing moment on the bench, and he like dives into them. They're like holding him up, and yeah. And the fact that you know at one point I think she has like you know in terms of costumes and stuff, you know. I think it's when they saw first hear them singing, and they're like, "We need to sabotage this." And she has like that, like orange bag and stuff, and like an orange like waistcoat <laughs> thing. And I was like, "This that, that is suit like... she's wearing doing stick to the status quo." Yeah, and she's wearing a proper like share style suit, and you're like, oh "My God, this is high school." Like fifteen. Yeah, yeah and that, it's like that, this that... is high school, guys. Just put, just throw whatever you wore on yesterday. It's that, fine. That's what I respect about that. That's where I was really respecting the films, kind of like rest for the job you want <laughs> ability to capture like the camp aspects but also the kind of musical aspects because to me i was watching that and being like this is really kind of like choreographed like you would see it on stage in terms of like she's on like the stairs and the way she's walking down and i'm like this is such great like momentum i loved like because as it turns more chaotic that song which is a great song you've got the fact that they're all spinning around um, and then uh, Gabrielle is getting like overwhelmed by it. She's like walking down like this, like boss. And I'm like, yeah, this is really working now in terms of like that kind of setup of the, the staging of that. I thought was was fantastic. Um, Liv, was there any sort of funny moments or, or songs that did stand out to you as as you were saying? Not maybe not so much the lyrics, but you were saying that there was some you were humming. Yeah, so in terms of funny moments, because so much of it was weirdly tame for, like, like the, you could tell the melodrama was meant to be there. The things that I found funniest were the things that felt shoved in there. Um, so, for example, 
when Zac Efron's running to the audition and hiding around the place and he walks through the car body shop and I'm like, okay, you're really like, you really haven't got rid of enough of the grief, um, grief? Grease script there, <laughs> or you've shoved in too much of a reference. And then later, when he goes up to Vanessa, Vanessa, I can't speak now, Vanessa Hudgens's room, and she's supposed to be like relaxed and studying in her bedroom, and she's like wearing full on like the most elaborate jewelry I've ever seen. It's just moments like that that are, <laughs> were actually really funny to me whilst watching because, and as well, anytime they almost kissed absolutely hilarious to me like i i understand for some people watching it it's all about the tension build there and like when's it going to happen but for me it was just wow this is disney channel i love it this is insane brilliant hilarious. It's aimed at people who have so, never been kissed before to be fair it is aimed at, like, <laughs> it's aimed at like 12 year olds who are like oh to be able to kiss for the first time with somebody who loves musical theater as much as me <laughs> they kiss half the time in animated films as soon as you make it live action it's like oh they cannot touch well you know this is disney channel it's very different from a theatrical release <laughs> but i think that's what also makes me laugh in terms of like watching it from this different perspective because i'm like if this was like a british film um or like on the bbc like a you know cbbc original yeah cbbc original would it be i think that you know one of these characters would be in like a terrace house or something so it always makes me laugh when you have like the balcony scene and she's there in all this jewelry and it's funny that you know he's like goes to her like mom is like hey can i come see her and it's like the star-crossed lovers thing but i'm like there's still an, a sense of like you met on a skiing holiday you know you clearly have a lot of money you're able to go to like her lavish house with she's this a like single great... parent household as well yeah like, exactly but where's this like, it's just me on? and my mom and it's like yeah. that house is massive yeah what did your mom did your mom an arms dealer why yeah. has she got so much money why has she got to move you know <laughs> yeah exactly. oh we had to get relocated to new mexico is she working for heisenberg or something hang on like, hang on if you pay attention to the vanessa hudgens extended universe you'll understand <laughs> that she's related to royalty so uh, <laughs> and there it is <laughs> my mom got a got a job in new mexico she works for gus frank it's part of the breaking bad <laughs> but it makes sense like we already know that uh gabrielle is very good at chemistry <laughs> uh. <laughs> brian cranston shows up <laughs> gabriella we gotta cook <laughs> when we're talking about you know the, the simplicity of some of the stuff that it is just east high school uh, could we not come up with something as, a, as opposed to West High School, North yeah. High School, South? Yeah. Only four high schools in Albuquerque. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially the fact they're like no, the wild North, cats. Northeast High School. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't play basketball though, so that's the problem. Yeah. Is this going to be like a monorail situation? Like they go to West <laughs> High School and they're just like, there never was a musical here, and there never will be. You know, putting down the shutters. <laughs> No, I just like the idea that they have like a music and film college, which is North by Northwest. <laughs> there he is. The thing that made me probably laugh the most in this film um, was obviously there was the big focus on the fact that, you know, he wants to play basketball and also do the show. She, She's intelligent and therefore, well... I say wants to do the like math decathlon is made to do the math into it on her first <laughs> yeah. day, right? The first but person like, who saw her. <laughs> but regardless, still like somewhat enjoys it and some is good at it, right? 
I just love the end where it's like the big focus on they win the basketball game. Everyone's on the court like, yeah, yeah. Just all the celebration. And just Troy Gabrielle meet up. It's like, oh, how'd your thing go? We won it too. Yay. And I was like, but that's less cinematic. So we're not going to show you winning that. Yeah, well, otherwise it's just the end of uh, Mean Girls where they win the mathletes competition. It's just Gabriella going, the limit does not exist. Yeah. It does make me laugh as well that you get, because in that moment, well, especially for Sharpay, that she comes out and they're just like, hey, you mad? She was like, no, like break a leg. And she's like, okay, suddenly she's happy with this, which adds to the campness and the fun, especially the fact that she's kind of able to like throw in a dig at her at that moment. But the fact that Kelsey, as we mentioned earlier, the fact that throughout the film, she's kind of shown as this kind of like more oddball character. And that's what I do appreciate about it is that, as you were saying earlier, even though that song has been like, you can't like this, you can't like that. But the film never kind of like is mean or trying to support any of these ideas. Like the fact that Troy does like oh, something. No, of course not. But the fact that like Troy does like something which is just very like against the grain, but never shows like any kind of like remorse for that. Like, you know, I shouldn't like this. I shouldn't like singing. I shouldn't like musicals. The fact he is just constantly like, no, I like this. And it's just purely the friends who are like, you can't be into that but it's it's never too down your throat and it's not like other disney channel films we've mentioned in which they're like oh this like weird like sport or this kind of like activity you like is ruining you how could you be into that and you're just like this is an extreme view to take but they're simply just saying it's distracting you from leading the basketball which i'm like yeah that's kind of fair enough but i think this is where this is where i want to bring up the chad thing again because again he does see this as like school social dynamics and he's like well if you're mixing with the theater crowd how long until they think they can just come up and talk to us and i was like um that that is one of my favorite elements is using like that commentary on school you know the fact that you do get that that split up of different yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it why get the black guy to make a comment basically being pro-segregation I do think, though, there's some credit to be given. Okay, this is <laughs> what, to, not a to, good time to, Chad's, to say to Chad's that. theory of genetics. <laughs> <laughs> not to that. But <laughs> to the fact that it's not, it's not a narrative of you belong in these boxes. It's a narrative of you should be in these boxes. And I feel like you belong with these boxes is so much worse to be telling teenagers and the fact that they made it an opinion rather than a like they made it an opinion of people at the school rather than a thing that people are listening to and being told does that make sense i i sort of get what you mean yeah i so, think it's for me i just find nobody, that... has nobody seen what gabriella looks like like if i was like hey why are you hanging out with those thi-? oh okay fair enough i get it like yeah, you I... just take one like if you were his mate you'd be like why are you suddenly into musical theatre? Then you see this gorgeous girl who's new and exotic walk and you go, all right, fair enough. That's what happened to me. My whole family are like sports people and I'm like this musical theatre song and dance guy. And all my family were like, I don't get why you're into it. And then they go to a performance. They see me dancing with all these beautiful women. There's me and one other guy. And my dad was like, I get it. Fair enough. All right. You're a smart guy. How could you be so frivolous, Paul? I'm so disappointed in you. I'm joking. <laughs> Why aren't you playing rugby? Oh. The film can be guilty, I guess, of like, you know, obviously the over glamorizing and using just kind of generically like good looking people. But I think there is an extent in which you have like a character like Taylor, who's then like one of the other mathletes and stuff like that. And which I'm glad when she was introduced, I'm like, oh, this isn't just, you know, she's wearing glasses and, and got zits and greasy hair. They don't go too much into just sort of 
very harsh. It's a very good looking high school. Everyone in it's a supermodel. <laughs> yeah. Like they're all very good. Like it. Yeah, they're all very good looking. But like the, my what one of my favorite lines in the film, and I think it exemplifies that everybody sticks in their box, is when Sharpe goes, We need to keep this musical from people who don't know the difference between a Tony Award and Tony Hawk. What? The guy on the video games. I don't skateboard and I know who Tony Hawk is and I know what a Tony Award is. Like, God forbid people have more than one interest, Sharpe. Yeah, you say that, but when the teacher calls the basketball a hockey stick, I feel like <laughs> the tone is set on how touchdowns. much Using hockey sticks for touchdowns, hoops. They score hoops. I, I do enjoy the kind of commentary of like, you know, school is very much about that like isolation and like this is where you belong and they do try to kind of like... It's the teacher's fault. The Darbus hate Darbus doesn't understand sports, and Coach Bolton refuses to understand musical theatre. So they're also like, no, you will you will stick in your lane, and they will not speak. You must stay separate. That's where Chad's got it from, from Darbus and Bolton's supremacist views. I guess the characters, like you know, like uh, you know the guy who bakes, and uh, as we mentioned, uh, what. Uh, Taylor, you know, like some of those go against the grain and Troy as well. The fact that he's doing singing and dancing as a basketball player, they go against that grain and, you know, going against the status quo. So I guess they do push back against that notion that they say. Um, the only thing that I was disappointed in is the fact that Kelsey is again, like this more oddball sort of character and she has like a bowler hat and glasses and she has quite her own style and then at the end of the film she like has this glamorous like takes off the coat and just looks like everyone else except wearing glasses and is there wearing lipstick and dancing with them i was like no like why have you suddenly lost like your you know what made you 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 know even i think taylor to an extent she had like the shirt and the tie so she still had a bit of that nerdy look to her whereas i felt the kelsey just became Another cheer. She should have taken her glasses off and then immediately fallen over because she couldn't see. Uh, we've talked about songs. Sarah, what, what is a standout for you? What is your uh, favorite song from High School Musical? I'm going to go with Get Your Head in the Game, I think. Oh. Yeah, I think it's the catchiest. Just the beat, it gets in my head. Breaking Free is definitely like the most cheesy and kind of like, you know, when you think of like this film, that's the easiest one to think of. All in this together I used to come is. On in clubs when I was in uni at the end of the night. And I was just like, we have to leave. No, we oh, must stay. <laughs> I would have been like, this is my jam. <laughs> well, Sarah, uh, in the Muppets episode, me and Craig sung Scrooge. At the end of this episode, we actually, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do so the exciting. Vanessa Hudgens bit. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be cruel to do with me, considering I've got a cold at the moment and zero prep time to learn. Okay, take those cassettes, rewind them, and play them again, because it's time for VHS Corner. So, as already alluded to, this week we have Sarah talking to us a little bit about the behind the scenes. So, Sarah, what do you have for us this time? Oh, well, I know we've talked a lot about this film. Um, and what's one of the most interesting things to me is how quickly they filmed it. They filmed this in 24 days, uh, which is actually insanely quick, because a regular film takes about 8 to 12 weeks. So, the turnaround time was insane. And not to mention, they recorded the soundtrack within five days, which is just unheard of, to be honest, in terms of film musicals. We've alluded to other Disney Channel original movies, and this one is one of the most successful ones 
of all time with 7.7 million views in the premiere broadcasts. The Cheetah Girls 2, another great film, broke this record with 8.3 million on its premiere night. And then High School Musical 2 is now the highest rated Disney Channel film with over 17.2 million. So you can see why they got that cinematic release with the third one. There was obviously a lot of input in ter- from the cast in terms of the fashion. So we've mentioned uh, Ryan Lucas Grabiel wore a lot of hats. So he wore nine different hats during this film. I'm sure we could go back and count them all. And Corbin Blue was wearing three watches at one time throughout a lot of this film. And we don't really know why. Crazy guy. Uh, and he wore these graphic t-shirts, which he chose as well, with slogans like, I come with my own background music random very random creative choice of 2006 um Zac Efron our lead actor would have to practice basketball for three hours a day in order to get you know those skills down which obviously then later played a big part in Efron's following role in 17 again where he's also a basketball star and obviously we've mentioned Kenny Ortega who directed and choreographed this film and obviously he has a background in music so when they were making this, he was able to get Michael Jackson to call Zac Efron and tell him how much he enjoyed watching the first High School Musical. And Ef- Efron said that he was utterly flabbergasted and cried during the call, which is interesting again, because then obviously Kenny Ortega goes on to direct um, This Is It, Michael Jackson's sort of last appearance on the big screen. So it's all connected with the musical world. Um, but yeah, those are my facts for High School Musical. OK, thank you very much. Is there anything that stands out to anyone that we want to sort of discuss? I come with my own background music, but it's a guy who hates musicals. Pick a side, Chad. Pick a side. It's a hypocrite, that guy. What's the hat thing about? Why is... why why Is is he secretly, like, got a bald patch and he's like, oh, no, people can't know. That's just the perfect uh, tidbit for, like, the fashionista because if somebody says oh this character changed this female character changed their outfit like 27 times or whatever you'd be like yeah that's just typical uh whereas i figured i think it makes a lot of sense for him to just want to just stand out in that sort of theateristic world so the hats is just the easiest way to do that it's like yeah fair enough he's very smartly dressed otherwise isn't he he's always a lot of shirt and trousers so i guess the hat is his kind of yeah maybe the only thing that Sharpay doesn't dictate to him. And I think, yeah, when you are next to Sharpay, you have to have, you know, something that is going to make you stand out in that way. It'd be very hard to be next to it and just wearing a T-shirt or hoodie or something. So you have to have something very striking and also what lends to that theatrical parents? aspect. <laughs> if they're twins and one of you gets Sharpay. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wonder which one's the favourite. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, and it's very again naughties like fashion in the fact that like some of the hats are like just like a flat cap and stuff like that in which you're like this wouldn't be worn now like again it's and even like the hairstyles and stuff like zach efron's hair like at times i was like is, is this a wig like but then also as i watched it being like i remember people like in my school having that exact same hair come on yeah. <laughs> I still think that hair's cool, and uh, I'll never change my views on that. Uh, uh, like, 2005 to 2009 boys' hair, I'm like, is the coolest hair of all time. The old, the old Pete Wentz, everything slicked down, but everything's also... It defies gravity where it shouldn't, and it doesn't defy gravity where it should. And where the fringe goes round like a carousel. I'm wearing like... multiple spiky belts that I bought from Hot Topic. Yes, please. Look at my Jack Skellington accessories. 
interesting that they did the soundtrack so quickly as well, because that's probably one of the more jarring things in this film. And it is a tricky thing with film musicals is like, do you go all in? Do you make it like, so like constant singing? How much do you balance that kind of like song between, you know, uh, normal dialogue, especially in this film in which you're juggling characters who are saying they don't like musicals. So as we said earlier, they have that difficult balance of like, oh, well, why are they singing and dancing if they don't like it? Which as we said, I think they do pull off well because of, you know, the perspectives that they show. But um, it is strange sometimes in which, especially for Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Zac Efron, which, as we mentioned in the casting, because of the voiceover element, does come across as very like, oh, they are not singing at this moment in this in this time. Why? Maybe is Zac Efron why? like on the balcony? Is that the only time he actually sings? Because he sounds very different there and it sounds like it's in yeah. person. Do we know why he gets a different a singing voice? Because Zac Efron can sing. So like why is I I I mean, I was hoping this would potentially come up in VHS corner, but I think Sarah's gone on. I, I don't know it's the only It's because his voice was too low. I think uh, when I look, we're up, sorry. <laughs> You're not <laughs> believable you as a 13 year old. He said he was like 80 when they filmed it. I was like, I think it probably, yeah, it probably makes sense for the entire, like, you know, puberty is a weird beast at times insofar as what it does to people. I can imagine it being like, okay, we've written it in this very specific way. Uh, Okay, we we'll we'll dub him over with somebody who presumably doesn't look anything near the part, but sounds it. What what can I say? Uh, Disney Channel producers are a fickle creature. I do have to wonder, like, do you guys think that this would ever get the Disney remake treatment? And no. who do you think would be who who do you think would be cast? Because I couldn't help but think throughout this entire film that this is who you're basing this lady off. But surely, if you came and did a remake meryl streep should play the drama teacher <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she even looks like well her. like if they made it now then obviously general taiga is play no relation to kenny i assume would be playing gabriella yeah you get austin butler to play troy <laughs> would he get his accent like stuck when he's doing like some <laughs> like he just goes around afterwards like i can't no, stop talking like a, like a high sudden, schooler oh no we gotta get ahead in the game, guys. God damn it. We're soaring. Oh, we're soaring now, guys. Look, oh no, I just want to play basketball and dance with my lady. <laughs> it's It'd funny because a... he dated Vanessa Hudgens for like seven years as well. Oh. Did he? Yeah. That horny dog. What a, what a cad. But did Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens date? Ooh, what was going on behind oh. the scenes? <laughs> Don't perpetuate horrible narratives, David. They did. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who was dating Ashley Tisdale? Because, like, a dancer. <laughs> me, I wish. Oh God, do I wish? I think yeah. Sarah oh. still got like her copy of like I don't know one of those like teen magazines, like you know Pop Buzz or whatever. <laughs> like you know, where it's like saying. I, like, I, had, I had Teen Vogue. I was probably okay. into. <laughs> Can I say I I joked about earlier turning this episode into like a a fifteen year old girl vibe, and now we've got people <laughs> gossiping about. So who was in the relationship of who? <laughs> I heard that Zach isn't talking. Right. So let's wrap up our conversation about uh, the 
legacy of this film and how much we enjoyed it. So we now go over to the movie vault. So for anyone new to the podcast, we'd like to think of this as a time capsule of memorable movies for someone to dig up in the future. So our question today is, should High School Musical from 2006 gain the honor of a place in our movie vault and be remembered for all time? Now, not too much pressure, but I think it might be unfair to go to the person who saw this for the first time or at least second time, but couldn't remember the first time after everyone who has a lot of nostalgia for this. So I'll go to Liv first. Uh, Liv, what do you think? Okay, so I think I personally wouldn't put it in my movie vault, but it should belong in the movie vault because I think it's been ever present, even if slightly out of distance, throughout my entire life. And I've been realistically constantly engaged with this film to some degree at different points in my life even if a large part of that was Disney Channel adverts and it was pretty unavoidable and I think it should be remembered by history even if I personally would just rather watch Grease. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and didn't you see a bit of like on your letterbox you said about this was meant to be Grease 3? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how many people actually know that. I was reading about it while I was watching the film. Um, the script was initially for Grease 3, and then they had all the um, Screen Actors Guild strikes, and then they couldn't get the... Um, get the What's the um, pay for the franchise um, to be... They were going to have Justin Timberlake in it. I think Christina Aguilera was going to be in it as well, of all people. And uh, then they just like scrapped it and were like, okay, we'll change the script. We'll get rid of the IP. We'll make it our own. I mean, I can buy it from the sense so, of like, oh, this, fun to this, find out. this has better writing quality than a lot of Disney Channel originals. So I, I can buy into that. So, But yeah, Sarah, I'll go Did to we you. We start in a world where John Travolta played Coach Bolton. <laughs> oh my god i think the the plot link was supposed to be the love interest whose name oh gabriella i see i paid Whoa. so much attention to this <laughs> um, she is supposed to be sandy's daughter oh but not but not danny's that's interesting yes <laughs> It looks back to Hairspray, because then Zac Efron and John Travolta are again. True, yes. Travolta-verse. Yeah. And that's and why... Piper, who's in Greece too. And that's why Danny didn't have a child, because he had a sex change and become a woman. <laughs> <laughs> or at least didn't have a child with Sandy. I'm not saying that that is not plausible between, you know, two women. <laughs> Possibly she just wasn't into that. <laughs> Sarah, why? what do you think about High School Musical going into the movie vault, trying to disregard oh. everything we've just said about Greece? Uh, yes, I think High School Musical should be in the vault. It's pivotal. Even though I think its sequels are better, this one changed the way in which Disney Channel original movies were seen around the world. Um, the music's cheesy. It brought a love of musicals to people like me and many other kids and adults i'm sure around the world um yeah i think it still stands the test of time i watched it last night and i laughed my socks off so it's it's i think it's it's worth it i think everyone needs a good musical in the vault and you wanted more diversity in terms of the films in your vault so i think yes it should go in i think it's tempting to not put it in just for the fact of like if you had a sharp a like you know gif or something of like ah <laughs> like if it didn't go in like <laughs> that scene in the film but uh craig what what do you think 
I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon that even to this day still lives on within the hearts and memories of many people. It stands up there as having songs which uh, music, musical theatre uh, finessionados uh, still revere to this day. It's got to go in. Fair. And Paul, I'm assuming you're on board with this. Nah, I hate it. It's terrible. No, um, no, but the thing is as well, like in terms of its legacy, like without High School Musical, you wouldn't have Glee. Like Glee is is the you know the bastard offspring of High School Musical, and you know whatever else Glee has given the world, it's you know a phenomenon unto itself. But that's all that all comes from High School Musical, the, the great big monster juggernaut thing that it was that by all rights should have come and gone. Like it has no right being as important a film as it is. It should have just come out. A couple of tweens enjoyed it, and that is it. Everybody moved on, and it became huge. And that it's unheard of. And also, it launched the career of Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. It taught me what scholastic decathlons are. Never didn't know didn't know they were a thing. And I, I just think anything that you know. All right, it's not the best made film in the world. It's some of the performances are a bit ropey. The songs are cheesy, you know, non-offensive pop. But sometimes that's what you want. Like, I don't necessarily, you know, like I think when people think of like a movie vault, they think like Citizen Kane, Schindler's List, you know, Twelve Years a Slave, other films about horrific moments in history. Sometimes, you know. The silly film where Zac Efron sings a silly song is also good. You gotta, you gotta have, you know, for every meal there must be a dessert. This is movie dessert. I mean, you know, we might have. This to is put- a creme brulee. I can, I couldn't think of any super serious film that wasn't about a historical atrocity. <laughs> the only serious movies, you know, Kramer versus Kramer or whatever. Yes, yeah. This uh, puts her out of her misery so she can get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, I think the legacy of this film is, you know, undeniable. It, you know, influenced a generation of children and teenagers. As I said earlier, just phenomenal that it, you know, transitioned to the cinema. As we've mentioned, a lot of funny moments, a lot of memorable songs, and kickstarted so many careers. So, yes, into the movie vault goes High School Musical from 2006. We're in the end game now. Oh. Oh. Okay, end game time. This is a very simple game because it's the beginning of the year and I'm tired. Uh, this is simply called Ratings Battle. So the thing I've decided to focus on today is the Disney Channel original film. There have been so many to the point that Entertainment Weekly was able to create a list of their top 63 Disney Channel original films. Basically, what I've done is I've taken the top 24 of those films, because 2024, I thought it was thematic. And what I'm going to do is... Basically, I've got them all in the order in which Entertainment Weekly has them ranked, so from 1 to 24... I'm going to give you the name of the film and I want you to say whether you think it is higher or lower than the film that comes before it. So we'll start with High School Musical and then we'll basically go from there. And also you can get an extra two points if you can guess the correct specific rank that the film has. 
So there's every every round, there's three points up for grabs. One, if you say it's higher or lower than the film that came before it. And an extra two, if you get the exact ranking correct. Is everyone clear on the rules? Yes. Okay. Before we get into all of it, we're just going to know what the benchmark is. So this will be for a potential bonus two points. Between one to 24, High School Musical is obviously in the top 24 of this list. I want you to DM me your answers. Between one to 24, what rank do you think High School Musical is? Where was Hannah Montana versus Lizzie McGuire Dawn of Justice? <laughs> oh, for a split uh, for a split second, I thought you were serious. <laughs> okay, so you've all sent me your answers. Uh, interestingly, two of you have sent me the same score. Uh, so, <laughs> Paul and Liv, you think it is the third best. Uh, Sarah, you, you think it is rank seven. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's actually considered the sixth best Disney... Uh, oh. So no points for that round, but you get the idea. Why so, more Disney Channel original movies better than High School Musical? According to Entertainment Weekly, yes. But before we delve into all of this, we now need to understand what it is that we'll be playing for. As usual, the films that we have from David, as well as all of our guests, have the potential to be the next episode's film. So... What is it that we'll be playing for? Let's start with David to kick us off. So tell us a little bit about your film. Uh, so my film is from 2001. Um, I thought as, you know, if we're counting the end of last year, we've had quite a bit of sort of like animation, musical, kind of fun films. We're thinking, you know, Disney as well, especially. We had Sleeping Beauty, Muppet Christmas Carol, um, and now High School Musical. I thought, you know, to divert away from maybe going down the kind of musical or sort of like animation route uh, or going too much into the careers of uh, people who are in this movie, I would go for something which is very different in tone, but still is very fun um, and isn't so serious or dour, um, but is an adventure. And when I was watching High School Musical, I came to the end of it and thought, right, what is my big takeaway from this? And of course, the song is we're all in this together. So I thought, what is a film in which, you know, characters are all in it together? And this is the one that came straight to my mind. One of the most famous, you know, teams in a movie ever. Uh, it has many elements the High School Musical has for a team movie. It has betrayal. It has love. It has friendship. And what else do you need? So that is my suggestion. I actually, I know exactly what this is and I, I love you for it. Uh, okay, so we have David's uh, friendship film from 2001. Let's now go to uh, Liv. Tell us about uh, a little bit about your film. Okay, so my film is from 2019. And watching High School Musical, I was faced with a lot of philosophical questions like, can men bake? Is 16 over pi an impossible equation? Is your head in the game? But the most important of all, I think we've all acknowledged is can people do multiple things? So I'm choosing another film that asks that very question, and I won't reveal what answer it gives, but it's a film that also not only focuses very intensely on that question, but focuses on high schoolers and cliques and integration as well as a narrative within that. I think it's a very, very underrated film, even though, like, I know 
I know that a lot of people like it. I won't reveal too much, but I do think it's underrated for what it is. I think it's something that is incredibly refreshing in an addition to the genre that it's in. And I'm also saying as someone who has a classics degree that it's basically the Odyssey and you should all like value that inherently in and of itself. Okay, interesting. So we have from 2019 this, well, sounds like a juggling movie to me, but interesting. Uh, We'll now go to Paul. Tease us with your film. Well, mine is from all the way back in 1975. I've I've decided to to keep on the sort of cult movie vibe, the sort of camp end of things. Something that you know is kind of uh, what I would say is a forerunner to High School Musical in a way. That's what I'll say. Okay, so we've got the campy nineteen seventy five from Paul, and finally Sarah, tell us about your film. Um, so my film came out in the two thousands. It's also focuses on a new girl changing high schools and trying to fit in with the new school she's moved to and it's also based around a team sport but not basketball that's all i'll say okay and we've got a teen sport movie from the 2000s from sarah which one of those films will be chosen who knows we don't even know who's won this end game yet but as always if you win you have the choice of choosing your film or one of the other films put forward in front of you so are we ready for the first question yes okay the film we're going to kick it off with is no pun intended gotta kick it up is it ranked higher or lower than high school musical and you get a bonus two points if you can guess what rank it is on the list okay so all of you have gone for the same answer in that you all think it is You are correct. It is indeed lower. Now for the individual rankings. Paul, what do you think it is? 12? Liv, what do you think it is? 16. And Sarah, what do you think it is? Uh, 22. Excitingly, one of you is correct. One of you has guessed the film ranking exactly. On this list, it is number 16. Ooh. Somebody's oh. looking at the list. Time I picked a random number and guessed all the sweets in the jar. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're ready for film number two. Johnny Tsunami. You're making these up. <laughs> I, I, I've seen. No, I'm not. We did an episode on Disney Channel Originals. I can say that, yeah, that does exist. Sir Storm Kiara's uh, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is where we've got our first uh, divergence of answers. So, Liv, you think it is lower, and Sarah and Paul have both gone for higher. With a name like Johnny Tsunami, I hope it's higher, (laughs) because I think that's such a dumb name. I I can tell you that it is higher than Gotta Kick It Up. And again, one of you has given me the exact answer of the rank. Which is impressive, considering that you're one guess off of each other. Sarah, you think it is? Ten. And Paul, you think it is? Well, I went with 12 last time, so I just said 11. <laughs> it's 11. Uh, what? I've not even wow. seen it. <laughs> I, don't even, I still don't believe it's real, if I'm honest with you. I think they made two of them. <laughs> <laughs> what is a sport? What is he, a surfer or He's something? He's a surfer, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, just to just to alleviate Paul, I'm gonna go with a film that he has to acknowledge exists. Any tsunami too, ride the waves. The film we're going with this time is Camp Rock. So do you think it is higher or lower than Johnny Tsunami at eleven? I wonder if this like the ranking of this list will like dictate when the person who made it was born or like you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Quite possibly could. Alright, so Paul, I want you to say whether you think it's higher or lower, and I want you to say what the rank is. What you think the rank is. Well, I've heard of this one, so it has to be higher, and I reckon it's probably seven, because it's High School Musical 6, so it's got to be seven. Okay. Uh, Liv? I've put higher and five. And Sarah? Yeah, I've gone with David's approach. I think this is made by someone younger than me, so I've put higher, but I've put rank two. And you are all wrong. Ooh. It is lower than Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> wow. It's rank 22 on this list. Wow. Oh. Not 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 fan of the Jonas Brothers. Who wrote this list? Sophie Turner. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas Brothers some respect. <laughs> now we'll go for a film which to me sounds like a swear word, which I think all of you probably want to use at the moment for the author of this article. Because we're going to go with the film Quince. <laughs> Okay, we're just waiting on Sarah. Oh, I'm just having a mental breakdown. <laughs> You're having a mental breakdown. I feel like I've never seen a film before. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami. Okay. What a stupid name. Right, so Liv, do you think it's higher or lower? Higher. Okay, and what rank? Eighth. Paul, higher or lower? I'm ranking lower. based on name name value from now on. <laughs> I reckon it must be it must be high. It's got to be. There's only three lower, so higher and I don't know, fifteen. I'm like literally just throwing numbers out there now. Okay, and Sarah, I've put lower. Never heard of it in my life, and I've put it as twenty-four. Okay, so first things first, it's higher, not by much though. It's ranked twenty. Wow. Nice. So that's a that's a point for both Liv and Paul but no additional bonus points. Next up, we have, and don't let the name trick you into what you think the rank might be, we've got the 13th year. Now you've said that, I want to be tricked. <laughs> That's the mentality of someone who has not played my games enough. This like, <laughs> okay. So you've all gone for the same answer in that you think it is ranked higher than rank 20. And for that, you were all correct. Yeah. So it's now, are there any bonus points up? Liv, what rank did you give? 17. Sarah, what rank did you give? 18. And Paul, what rank did you give? Oh, I know I feel stupid because I gave it eight. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost control of my life. Well, the answer's seven. So, Paul, you were actually one off. Oh, okay. Hey, I was also one off in a different way. <laughs> you had one on, if anything. All right, now we'll go to a film that I genuinely have never heard of. But, uh, spoiler, it has a sequel which is also on this list. We have uh, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. <laughs> heard of it this sounds like you know in tv shows like in friends this sounds like the sort of film that joey would yes. have been in <laughs> yeah i need to go back to blog on seven in search of alternative fuel i think this is done by an older person this list 
I think they're on something. <laughs> Where's Cadet Kelly rank? That's what exactly. I want to Paul, have you gone for higher or lower? Lower. And I reckon, I reckon like 18-ish. Okay. That's interesting because uh, Sarah and Liv have gone for the exact same answer, which is not that. So Sarah and Liv, what answer did you give? Higher four? Yeah. So the answer is it is higher. I hate this game. Is it rank fourth? Is it? It is not. Oh. It, is, it is rank two. Uh, I almost put two, but I thought no, because High School Musical 2 has the number two in, so that's more likely. <laughs> if Cadet Kelly is not rank number one, I'm going to find this person and throttle them. No, the ice skating film whose name I can't remember needs to be number one. Okay. I think it's some kind of ice skating pun, I think. But it's fair play to this person who potentially had to watch 60 Disney Channel originals to make this list. I will say that. Well, I think at this point, what you guys need is a bit of luck. So I'm going to give you the next one, which is The Luck of the Irish. And this is a film that has been covered on this podcast. So we could 100% say that it is true. The last one was ranked, what was it, four? Two. 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 Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> basically you have to guess whether or not this is the greatest Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called The Luck of the Irish. So I'm going to have a solid guess that it's not because if... It can't, it can't be better than Cadet Kelly. I, I kind of want to tell you the premise to cut, like, because that, you know, might We'll get just David to tell you the you. premise once everyone has submitted the yeah. answers. We're just waiting for one rank. I know I, I feel dumb because I keep going. There is no skill to this game, Paul. Just give up. Oh, I'm forgetting <laughs> all, all the numbers that have previously been okay. said just to reinforce these down. That's my problem. That's not the strategy. No. The strategy is to blindly proceed. Thank you, Liv. Just chaos. You're thinking so too much. I'll I'll tell you up front. All of you have said that it is lower than two, and I'm not going to put you uh, for any torture. You are correct. I will say one of you has got the rank exactly correct again. So. Sarah, what did you go for? Put ninth. Paul, what did you go for? I put five. I don't know what's going on with this list, and I don't understand it. So I'm just going to do jab and live. What did you go for? I put eight. Well, the answer is five. What is going on? I don't understand this list. This list has broken me as a human. All these Disney Channel, well, most of these Disney Channel films are often based on sports. And so if you were to guess what luck of the Irish, what sport is involved in this, what would you say? Shillelagh throwing. I know what it is, so I'm not going to say. The very, Irish, the very Irish sport of basketball. Competitive, competitive Guinness drinking. No, uh, it's, it's more uh, racist than that. I don't know what everyone's saying. So the film is uh, that when a basketball player who's always really lucky and does really well finds out that he's half leprechaun, uh, he suddenly loses his luck and becomes a mini leprechaun himself. <laughs> right. Leprechauns are famously tiny. <laughs> yeah. Basketball players are famously a This is the gag. Tall. He becomes he, small. He becomes he a tiny a little leprechaun. But he's good at it, and then he becomes tiny when he realizes that his mum is a leprechaun. All, I, <laughs> all I'm thinking really about is that no screenplay I've ever written should ever be rejected because none of them are as ludicrous as. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, that sounds Wait, that, that's so, sound logic. 
if I suddenly realized that people um, in generations above me earn more money than me, will I suddenly earn more money? <laughs> How can I no, utilize no. this kind of power? I mean, that's that's not, if anything, it's you need to be earning no money and then realize that actually you're rich yeah <laughs> but going back to sports film because the next the next question is a sports film uh it's the film motocrossed i've put one that definitely hasn't been an answer so far and that's all i can say okay well interestingly we'll go with liv's first because she's gone bold uh liv <laughs> number one yeah she's put number one <laughs> Where's... I thought, you know, if you're going to gamble, you might as well gamble. <laughs> and interestingly then, uh, Paul and Sarah have given me the exact same oh, answer. for God's sake. Is it the right answer, though? Are we, are we, are we in sync? Well, well, it is lower, but it is not rank 13. So unfortunately, it's just the one point for you. So it's definitely not one either. <laughs> All right. You'll be glad to know that this is the final, the final film on this list. And then I'll reveal to you their entire top 24 ranking get a clue or cadet kelly because <laughs> those i know are real the film that i'm going to give you is called smart house oh, oh. oh yeah so is it higher or lower than se oh 17 was what motocross was i should say so is it higher or lower than 17 you know what i'm gonna <laughs> i'm Definitely gonna not take number one. a leaf from <laughs> <laughs> From the playbook. I'm going to try it. This is what Liv does to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's what your end games do to me. Okay, so we'll start with, with Liv. Uh, so you think it is... Higher. Yep. And 15. Okay, and so ironically, you have not gone for the exact same gamble that both Paul and Sarah have gone for. <laughs> So who wants to say what rank they think this film is? <laughs> I put number one. I did a, I did a Olivia special. I thought I thought I'll do a live. Bada -bing, just to, bada -bum. So just to make it clear, so it is ranked higher than 17. And I promise you I didn't plan for this film to end this game. But this film is genuinely number one on the list. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Talk about it. threading the shark. It's like yeah. the, the answer wasn't given, but Liv like inspired <laughs> the, the courage. That's why I do. I make people great. So before I reveal the scores, I'm going to reveal the exact rankings of this film, uh, of these films. So I'm going to go from one down because I, I want to leave 24 to last for reasons you'll understand. In number one is Smart House. In number two is Zenon Girl of the 21st Century. Number three was Halloween Town. Number four was number four was Brink. Number five was Luck of the Irish. Number six was High School Musical. Seven was Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. Number seven is the Thirteenth Year. Number sorry, yeah, number seven was uh, Wizards. Number eight was Thirteenth Year. Number nine was Get a Clue. Number ten was Cadet Kelly. What? Eleven is Johnny Tsunami. Twelve is Phantom of the Megaplex. Thirteen, The Ultimate Christmas Present. Number fourteen, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Number fifteen, Stuck in the Suburbs. Sixteen, Gotta Kick It Up. Seventeen, Motocrossed. Eighteen, The Color of Friendship. Nineteen, The Even Stevens Movie. Number twenty is Quince. Number twenty-one, True Confessions. Twenty-two, Camp Rock. Twenty-three, Up, Up and Away. 
And number 24, Zenon the Zwickle. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so those are electric those scores. Boogaloo. <laughs> but what about the scores for our game? So in third place, we have, with a respectable eight points, we have Liv. Congratulations. Good number that. I guessed it once. Twice. I guessed it twice. In second place, with nine, we have Sarah. I'll take that. Which means coming in first place with a with a dominant lead of 13 points, we have Paul. Oh, wow. oh my God, I won. How is that possible? I swear half of these films you've made up. Also, Liv, I could tell you that the ice skating film you mentioned is called Go Figure. Yes. That's a clever name. That's a cle- I like that. That's a clever name. So, Paul, as the winner, you have the opportunity to choose which film is discussed in the next episode. So, do you want to go with your film from 1975? Do you want to go with Liv's film from 2019? Do you want to go with David's film from 2001? Or Sarah's film from 2000s? Well, I think I know what Sarah and Liv's are. But I really want you guys to have to watch my film and whoever okay. whoever gets to watch it, I hope that they put it in the vault where I'm going to be angry. So I'm picking, from 1975, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Of course. One of my all-time favourite movies is Camp, is a musical, is amazing. It better go in the vault or I'm boycotting this show. I've got some good news for you, Paul. We previously had an episode in which we talked about musicals in general and we just sort of put a selection of what people thought were the best films into the vault and Rocky Horror Picture Show was one of those films. So it is in the vault, but we've never got the chance to actually talk about it at all. So this is another great chance uh, for us to talk about a film in the vault which has never actually been discussed in its entirety. So you can go in, enjoy the conversation, unless we have some sort of controversial take it out of the vault, <laughs> which uh, really which happens, will, but Yeah, you which would be mad if that actually happens. I don't know. Fantastic choice, especially going with uh, musicals, but very different vibe in terms of uh, themes and following. In terms of, I think, like the... the the cultural following of High School Musical is very different to what people tend to when they go watch <laughs> this film in the cinema in terms of dress, attire, etc. Okay, so yeah, if uh, you want to uh, watch along at home with us on this crazy chain of movies and uh, join in our discussion next time, uh, which has been a massive theme of uh, recent films, you can go and watch it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> we swear we are not sponsored by Disney+. Plus, uh, but you can also rent it on Apple TV, uh, Rakuten, Amazon, Sky Store, YouTube, uh, and of course uh, you can see it on physical media as well, DVD, Blu-ray, all that kind of stuff. Maybe there's one of those crazy screens of it happening near you. I would assume that's more of a Halloween thing, but you never know. So yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975 is our next episode. Thank you, Paul. Thank you guys anyway for joining us. A very fun episode, a very fun end game. Uh, we hope to see you again soon. Obviously, we are celebrating our 100th episode soon as well. So Rocky Horror Picture Show is a fun little build up to that. We are also still asking for recommendations as to what the film should be in that episode as it won't be chosen in the episode before. It'll be chosen by oh, everyone. Oh. It'll be Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, send us your recommendations. Uh, look on social media for how to do that. And uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Paul, uh, where can people find you online and uh, any projects or anything you want to shout out? 
you can find me on uh, Twitter, open brackets, X, close brackets, uh, Paul Klein Yo with two O's. That's where you can also find anything I'm working on as editor, features editor for Film Hands magazine. It's also where you'll find me just saying absolute nonsense. Um, and from there, you can find links to my TikTok where I do reviews, uh, my letterbox where I do thirsting and bad puns. Uh, or, you know, just, just follow me on Twitter and, you know, you wait for the inevitable I miss Buffy the Vampire Slayer tweet. It, it comes once a week. Or the recreation of, you know, wait for the recreation of the song from High School Musical that <laughs> top to the bop. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> Honestly, I've not, I've not got a... Uh, I'm, I'm too fat now to dance. <laughs> I'm just too out of shape. We'll get a picture maybe. Just get a step ladder somewhere. <laughs> it's all photoshopped and fake news. I've said this already. Uh, Liv, anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, sure. You can follow me uh, also on Twitter, formerly known as X. Or letterboxed, uh, usernames Livy Mac, L I V I M A C K. And uh, on both of those um, platforms, I complain about things. On letterboxed, it's films. So if you like that, there I am. Amazing. Go follow Liv there. And uh, Sarah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, other things under Sarah's Popcorn Chat or Popcorn Chat talking mm-hmm. films. Hey. <laughs> no, it's good. Follow it. I can't well, say it. Like I was on it recently. Subtle plug. <laughs> oh, yes. David was uh, talking about we were talking about Wonka and the Wonka universe, as we've now called it. You've never had me on. This is outrageous. Uh, maybe you can be on next time, uh, Paul. Right. Uh, anything lastly from yourself, Craig? All I can say is I'm looking forward to this uh, brand new chain of, uh, of films that we're slowly creating, or as I like to call it, the time warp. <laughs> Let's do it again. Right. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, go check out Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ready for next time. It's been fantastic talking about High School Musical. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. And uh, we hope to catch you on the next one. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye now. Together, Bye. I love you. Together, everyone. Keep up with the latest episodes of Well Good Movies. You can listen to us on all your usual podcast outlets, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Don't forget to follow us, subscribe, and rate us where you can to keep our podcast growing. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Well Good Movies to keep up with the latest news and highlights from all our episodes, as well as tell us what movies you want to be discussed in the future. So what are you waiting for? Go check out the film we'll be discussing in next time's episode. I love how you chose the the maiden name so that whichever Miss Williams you are referring to, if they ever come across it, be like, was it me or was it the other one? Definitely not me. (laughs) I'd be a bit concerned if that was the moment. It's like, well, boys, what you didn't realize is... (laughs) I hurt my shoulder doing that much more than I needed to. (laughs) 